Federal employees avoided a second government shutdown in 2019 after Congress passed and the president signed two big spending bills into law late last week. President Trump's signature came only hours after the deadline lifted Friday at midnight. Both bills are packed with other spending and policy priorities that total some $1.4 trillion. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to break down some of what's in that spending package that applies to feds. And, well, let's start, Nicole, with Bill A. What's in it? Well, it depends uh, how you categorize these bills here, but there's one large, uh, they're called a minibus, and that included four appropriations bills. It had the defense bill, it had the Homeland Security bill, financial services, general government, and that one, of course, included the 3.1% pay raise for civilian federal employees It's the largest in at least a decade, as far as we can tell, and it matches the raise that members of the military will also get in 2020. Now, this pay raise, you know, the first step was getting it signed by the president. The president has a little bit more work left to do on this particular issue. He needs to sign an executive order essentially implementing this pay raise before the year ends, and we should see the locality pay tables that federal employees are usually really expect, uh, by the end of the year as well. So there's a little bit more work left to do on that one. All right. And what are some other workforce issues going on there? Well, there's a lot here. And, you know, actually, first, Tom, I think I'll go into some of the agencies that really uh, did well in this spending bill. The Census Bureau getting $7.6 billion. That's uh, $1.4 billion more than what the president requested. This, of course, is for the upcoming 2020 count. The IRS getting uh, $11.5 billion in 2020, $30 million more for that business system modernization effort that they've been working on, $150 million more for enforcement efforts, which are, of course, very important to the IRS and the fiscal health of our country, $20 million more for taxpayer services over the, the previous year, which is another big priority for the IRS. The General Services Administration will get money to begin The presidential transition, regardless of the outcome, regardless of who the two candidates are, they'll get $9.2 million for its transition service. And some of the workforce provisions, I think, are are really pretty interesting. You know, one that I saw in one of these bills was the Social Security Administration being urged to reinstate telework. Urged, I'm not sure, has uh, the weight that some other legislative language. That's not shall. No, it's not shall. Think about it, folks. Yes, it is. You're right. And Congress is essentially telling the Social Security Administration, we'd like you to come up with a new telework plan for the operations employees who lost the ability to telework uh, mid-November or so. And of course, that decision has been controversial. The SSA commissioner has said this is all due to improve customer service, but employees say they didn't get enough time to make arrangements to really change their their schedules for this. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. And what about some of the agency relocations? Were those addressed in the bills? They were, in a sense, uh, with the Office of Personnel Management. It'll, it'll get a, a total of $330 million this year, which is significantly higher than some of the previous appropriations bills that we've seen for OPM. And a lot of that is due because, you know, they got to bump up Uh, during the first continuing resolution, but they're also getting a little bit more here to compensate for the fact that they don't have uh, a fee-for-service security clearance business anymore. That's at the Pentagon. 
And so they're getting more money to, you know, essentially keep operating. They will also get about $14 million more for IT modernization efforts, which is another big initiative from the the Trump administration. And frankly, that's been ongoing for years and, and into the Obama administration as well. The Interior Department did not receive any relocation money for its upcoming move to the Bureau of Land Management. Of course, employees are, we think, headed to Grand Junction, Colorado, or some other Western states. We don't know exactly how many at this point might make the move, but Congress has pretty much told the Interior Department, we want monthly updates from you because we feel like you haven't given us enough information. So we'll see if Interior complies with that. I think some of the appropriators and the authorizers in Congress have acknowledged, well, we don't want to completely not give Interior any money at all, or else we might be in a USDA situation where the agency says, well, sorry, we don't have any money to give our employees relocation incentives or buy out money as well. So that's something to watch, I think, in the future. But BLM already has people out west, don't they? I mean, they've got an office in Grand Junction and a bunch of other towns. They have, in fact, the majority of their workforce out west. I think the money they were looking for uh, was to set up this new space in Grand Junction. I think that's what really they were looking for. Grand Junction is a town of about 80,000, 90,000 people. And at least judging from the map, it is a long way from the next nearest city. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's that's different from moving to Kansas City, say, if you're with agriculture. Kansas City is a little bit more of a metropolitan major area, and there's professional sports teams there. Grand Junction, you're really in a town out there, you know, in the middle of nowhere. Right. And I think you could— Gorgeous country. Yeah, and you could make the argument that the BLM employees, I mean, this is their mission, this is what they're asked to do, and a lot of times the land they manage is isolated, shall we say. Uh, But I think this is going to be an ongoing issue that we'll track in 2020, what specifically happens with this relocation. Sure, and what are some of the things that did not make the spending bills? Well, you would think that everything made the cut in these two bills because they are huge. They cover $1.4 trillion in spending for just one year, 2020. But the bill is actually the bills are actually quiet on some collective bargaining protections, which federal employee unions had really wanted to see in these appropriations bills. The language they were looking for essentially would have prohibited agencies from implementing bargaining proposals that the unions didn't agree to. And we have seen this in and out throughout 2019. The Education Department did it. The Health and Human Services Department has done it. And I think other agencies are kind of eyeing this model as well, especially when they have a favorable agreement from the Federal Service Impasses Panel to back them up. So unions wanted to see that language in the bill. They also wanted to see some additional protections for the Merit Systems Protection Board, which to this date, you know, what board? <laughs> right, does not have a quorum. They in January, it'll be three years since they've had a quorum. House Democrats wanted to get some sort of language that would have allowed MSPB to grant the Office of Special Counsel stays on particular cases where they think maybe a prohibited personnel practice came up or whistleblower retaliation. They wanted to give that authority to the MSPB General Counsel, who's acting as the executive director of this agency right now. But that didn't make the cut either. All right. So some progress, some stasis, and on goes the merry-go-round. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? 
Not a latte, but for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month, and you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.